Hi, guys. This is Eric Tickus, Owan, Nebraska. Uh, I just want to take a minute and a shout-out to Paragus Northwoods Company in Ely, Minnesota. Yeah, I just want to thank those guys, and I'm a Boundary Waters paddler. I support Paragus Northwoods Company and this podcast. Thanks, you guys. Joe here with the WTIP Boundary Waters Podcast. Matthew and I wanted to drop a somewhat serious note. We've mentioned before on the podcast that our friend Warner from Germany, Gabby and Warner, the Germans, uh, Warner had passed away in January 2021. On episode 13, the start of season two of the Boundary Waters podcast, we gifted Warner the iconic Barbie rod that has since appeared in many subsequent episodes and been on nearly every ice fishing trip that we've taken into the Boundary Waters since we gifted that to Warner and then he gifted it right back at the end of that fishing excursion with Gabby and Warner. The Barbie Rod will make its last appearance on the WTIP Boundary Waters podcast on this episode or at least its last trip into the wilderness. The reel is no longer functioning. It's out of line. It's had a great run over the years and actually landed some fairly large lake trout over that time. So the Barbie Rod officially retired. We'll keep it in a highly visible place and remember Warner and all the joy that he shared with us in the Boundary Waters. So though it will no longer be used, the Barbie Rod lives on. You can ask pretty much any angler that fishes lake trout. They know that as soon as the ice comes off in the spring, the lake trout are near the shore. They're really active and they're easy to catch. But as it gets warmer and into summer, those fish start to move deep because those shallow waters are too hot for them. Because fish, obviously, their internal temperature is the same as their environment. They can't regulate. So they move to deeper water. That's Matt Guzzo. He studies lake trout in Ontario. I'm out here in the Boundary Waters, a windy day. It's the last day of the season for me to be catching lake trout. Bittersweet. There's so much ice right now, so much bad ice. It's hard to drill holes. Maybe it's time to wind this season down. Get ready for open water season, which is about six weeks away. The long stretch of April. The grind of April and early May begins. It's the end of ice fishing for the season. This is a podcast about the Boundary Waters. When's the tip-up going up? WTIP Boundary Waters Podcast. This is the wilderness that Dave and I were both introduced to as kids. You know, our first wilderness camping experiences were in the Boundary Waters. And in summer, you wake up, you swim through the lake, you have breakfast, then you can relax, you can go paddling, you can go hiking. We've done this trip before to Horseshoe Lake, and I remember catching walleye there before. I went on a canoe trip in the Boundary Waters. And it's, it was really cool. It was my first time. The route from Ram Lake back to Poplar Lake with, with no packs, with, with only a day pack, uh, we take it in one day. Well, you can look to Venus, you can look to Mars. I will set my sights by the northern star and in the deep dark blue come the northern lights. Oh, and in the deep dark blue 
Welcome to episode 63 of the WTIP Boundary Waters podcast. I'm your host today, Mike Syme. I live on the Gunflint Trail. Today we'll be talking about ice fishing enthusiast Joe Fredericks about his obsession with ice fishing. Joe? Yes? It's the end of the lake fishing season in the Boundary Waters. You've shared a number of reports about fishing this winter in the Boundary Waters. You've never talked about why you do this. What is it all about, Joe? Well, Mike, I've talked a little bit about why I've stopped ice fishing outside of the Boundary Waters lakes up the Gunflint Trail where you live, where you can drive right up to the lake or close to it. And it's just not the same thing anymore. It's uh, maybe the other people. It's maybe the lack of challenge involved in something like that. When you cross into the Boundary Waters, something seems to happen. Not even just the fact there's no motors in here, but the fishing seems to be better. The lake trout fishing is just a different experience for me. I speak only for myself, Mike, not for anybody else. Just to make that abundantly clear to anybody who's feeling uh, left out or as though I'm picking on them. It's not my intent. For me... I like to fish in the Boundary Waters, lake trout ice fishing. Well, you've talked on the podcast about ice fishing, the Boundary Waters being all about the journey. So uh, at the end of that journey, it's still just you staring down a hole in the ice, right? Well, I guess technically that's true, yes. Um, However, however, when I'm staring down a hole in the Boundary Waters through the ice... I guess it's just staring down a hole. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, I know you go ice fishing alone sometimes. Yes. Uh, what do you think about when you're out here on a huge lake like this one we're on today and there's nobody around and the fishing is kind of slow? There's some times when I've been out here on solo overnight trips where I actually get a little bit uh, frightened and freaked out right before it gets dark. I... Uh, realize then that I am completely out here by myself and I wonder why that's the case what decisions I've made in my life have led to this total isolation of the night ahead of me but then that passes Mike then it passes and I come to peace with myself and the situation the circumstances and I have a better understanding of why exactly I am here by myself. Comfort comes from that, actually. Um, oddly enough, Mike, it's it's a whirlwind of emotion when you're out here by yourself. And I, I think about uh, things I've done right, things I've done wrong, and uh, the fact that I'll be back here again someday. So... Lake trout are what you call a stenothermal species. And what this really means is that they have a narrow range of temperatures that they could actually do well at. And that's because lake trout basically adapted as a species or evolved under the ice. And that that was during the last ice age. And so basically lake trout, after temperatures above 15 degrees, they don't do well. So if lakes continue to warm uh, with climate change, then temperatures are going to more and more often surpass that 15 degrees that lake trout need. And so 
essentially it's a species that will that has a very narrow range and as climate change becomes warmer on average and also more variable um lake trout are going to adjust so there's just a sensitive species that we know will be one of the first to react to warming related to climate change i caught you singing a tom waits song earlier a uh, tom waits yeah uh what was that tune uh that that particular tune was a song called altar boy uh, it's, it's Sunday today, Mike, so probably why I had that particular song in my head. Tom Waits and ice fishing seem to go hand in hand, though, actually. Yes, they yeah, so uh, that particular tune was Alter Boy. I, I've uh, also had uh, Cold Water in my head today. I've had uh, a few other tracks, some early stuff, a ton, some, some unreleased things I've come across on, uh, on vinyl. Uh, listened to him in a basement at uh, a church one time, oddly enough. So, yeah, that song was Alter Boy and fits in with this Sunday we're having out here. What do you eat when you're out here? Cliff Bar is my go-to. Granola bar of some kind. However... We had this guy, Eric Diggis, from Omaha come up, brought these Omaha steaks, ribeyes. I think they were 16-ouncers, Mike. Oh, I'm eating one right now in my mind. Medium rare, cooked to perfection over the fire. Cedar. This guy, Eric Diggis, knows how to run a grill in the Boundary Waters. He was out there at about 20 below zero, howling north wind. He stood out there cooking those steaks and he came in and he couldn't feel that he was holding the steaks and he had this crazed look in his eye and he said joe matthew i'm never camping with you again and then we all sat down and had this great meal together and talked long into the night well i guess there's a, there's a couple things i guess the first is that you know, a lot of the studies you see on how our fish population is going to adapt to climate change or uh, I guess adjust, a lot of them will just simply do these studies that they say, well, if the lake warms two or three degrees, then it's going to be too hot for you know a certain fish species to exist in that lake and they might go extinct. But I think one of the key findings, and I guess a positive note from our study, was that these fish can rapidly adjust to even these little changes in temperature from year to year. So they have this ability to adjust and avoid warm temperatures. So that actually allows them to maximize their growth, even though it's you know lower in those warm years when faced with bad conditions. I guess the second thing is that it says if we get a few of these really warm years in a row, these lake trout populations in these really small lakes, they might not be able to grow as much. And lake trout spawn in the fall. And they also perform something called skip spawning, whereas if they can't get enough energy to spawn in the fall, they'll actually skip spawning that year. So if you get more and more warmer years where they can't get enough energy to basically produce eggs or milk, they won't spawn as much. So that could have implications to, you know, population sustainability. You know, there's going to be less year classes coming to the lake. Well, I've heard some people say you're a bit grouchy when you're ice fishing sometimes. Who said that? Well, I, I gonna, want their name, Mike. Well, I was going to ask if it's just any truth to that, but... <laughs> I like to fish alone, Mike. Um, other people kink up the line, break the line, don't know how to run the Vexlar, interfere with the Vexlar, don't set up the house the right way, drill the holes in too close or too far out, 
don't know how to get the ice out of the hole to make it a fishable hole. Dropping things in the water, burning up propane, running the heater on medium when it should be on low. Don't have the windows open. Don't ventilate properly. Can't set up a house to save their lives. Don't know anything about snow trekkers. Show up with sleds that are just so heavy and clunky and awkward. They're just the worst, Mike. You can't even believe the things people show up here with. Wrong boots, wrong jacket, wrong hat. They know nothing, Mike. You know, being you know a scientist, I just look at the data that I have. I don't really have any predisposed, you know, uh, beliefs about you know what if it does or doesn't exist. And I think, you know. The data that I have that goes back, you know, to the 1969 or 1970 from ELA, so that's collected independently of any government agencies, or it's just, you know, weather station that's been there. I have the raw data. It shows that temperatures have increased from 1970 to 2016 by about two degrees on average. And there's been pretty clear changes to uh, habitat for lake trout over that time. So I think think it's happening based on the data I have. If you look at the long-term data collected by... NASA and other agencies, there are increases in temperature that have been going on. You know, this is recent climate change since, you know, the 1950s or the start of the industrial period. So since then, yeah, it has been warming. Um, You know, there are long-term variability that's happened way back in the past. Are we ever going to really know? You know, no, but there's pretty strong evidence to say that this is the warmest the Earth has ever been. Well, what's your biggest fear when you're ice fishing? other people um i rarely get skunk so that's no longer a fear of mine and when i do i just understand it's part of the process my biggest fear is that other people are going to come around start banging on the ice making noise and irritating me so it's nothing about the fish it's about other people well you just said you like to fish alone but i'm gonna throw a thing out there what U.S. president, who's no longer alive, yes, uh, would you most like to go ice fishing with? Which president that's not alive? You know, I could use Lincoln. He'd be good at drilling a hole. Like right now, Mike, there's all this ice three feet. He could, uh, you know, he'd be like Carl Brandt with his long, limber, his sort of flexible capable of getting through the ice. Lincoln would be unbelievable at drilling holes. Especially as, you know, younger uh, rail-splitting days, right? <laughs> right. Uh, oh, what about... Actually, that's an interesting question, Mike. What, what about you? Um, I'm going to go with the generic uh, Teddy Roosevelt, just because I think he'd enjoy this. He'd probably think we're slightly insane, but he was also slightly insane when it comes to the outdoors. So Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, uh, national parks, outdoors, uh, public land, all that kind of stuff. Huh? Yeah, he uh, once chased uh, some guys who stole his boat. He chased them down in another boat he built and then hauled them into you know court um, and without sleeping because he didn't trust them to not try to run away again or shoot him in the dark. So he just stayed awake for like 30 hours. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I don't know if Teddy Roosevelt ever made it to the Boundary Waters. What? Uh, it's possible that he did. It's possible. Well, I know he's out, you know, western North Dakota. So it's a, it's a drier version of this, but it's still just kind of rough land where it's not really farm fields. Yeah, and Lincoln had his Midwest roots and connection, but uh, I never heard about him paddling a canoe necessarily. No, nah, not really. What president has been 
fishing in the boundary waters. I know a vice president. Um, Mondale, I think, was. Uh, but maybe Eisenhower? I have no idea, so uh, I was asking you. I guess I'm not that smart. <laughs> the next chapter of my thesis, which I'm still uh, working on getting published, looks at basically what changes to the actual lake trout population had occurred over time. So instead of just an 11-year study, it actually goes back from 1986 all the way to 2016, the data. And what we found is that the maximum size, so basically the biggest fish in the lake, have gotten smaller over time, and that the population has actually increased slightly or even, you know, stayed about the same. So there's, we're actually finding that, you know, fish are getting smaller over time. I guess the maximum size of fish is getting smaller. Uh, well, lake trout are pretty hard to catch. Yeah, for some people it is, Mike. Uh, I have said before, and I'll say it again, I'm actually not a very good ice angler or fisherman in general angler. The only thing that separates me, so to say, is the fact that I do it a lot. And if you come out here as much as I do, drag these sleds, Mike, it's the end of March. It's the end of the season. 2022. I've been dragging sleds since Thanksgiving all over the Boundary Waters. And it's the persistence that it, that makes it seem like I actually am a good angler. It's just all about getting out there. That's the only advice I would have for anybody. I know I'm in a kind of a foul mood today, Mike. I uh, appreciate your patience with me today out here. I've, I've, you asked about why I was grouchy sometimes, and I'm sure that's based on your own personal experience today. And I appreciate somebody like you because you're willing to come out here below zero, windy as all get out today. It's just brutal conditions, and here we are. And that's the difference, Mike. I've been doing this all winter. I was 31 below when we were with Josh, Kalen, Dix on New Year's Eve. It was cold, brutal cold when we were out on other trips, overnight trips, 20 below. And that's when the fishing's the best. And nobody else is out here usually on those weekends. There are very few people. So there's no secret to catching lake trout other than to get out there and do it often and hope for the best. It's been a good season out here, Mike. It's winding down. April's a long month up here for me, for all of us. I'm not going to be steelhead fishing. I'm done with that. I'm just going to be sulking around for the next six weeks. Waiting for the ice to melt until you can start catching walleye. May 10th is my prediction for the ice to come out. Going in on opener weekend chasing these same lake trout maybe some walleye but I mean I'm going to need some space for the next six weeks Mike you're not going to want to be around me that's fair enough you probably want to be around me either (laughs) I just sing when I paddle feeling not thinking if the strokes are true we're going to get through 
other side Out in the night the waves beat the shore You can hear them pounding, you can hear them roar Rule me, rock me in my dreams You can roll me, rock me in my dreams So I like to sing, I love to dance I play the fool if I got the chance All around the campfire light All around the campfire light All around, all around, all around The campfire light season is over what am i gonna do for the next six weeks without fishing in the boundary waters